Today on Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, Published Lifestyle. Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. Arky's like, I want to be a star. (laughs) Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. So here we are, time for another episode of Erotic Awakening. We've got some great stuff today. Do we? Yes, we do. How are you feeling? How am I feeling? Yes. Me personally? Yes. A little sickly. Why? I was going to mention <laughs> that I too am feeling more than a little sickly. And um, I'm on a variety of interesting medications to combat the sickly feeling. Well, but uh, That's good to hear. Yeah, so that will be our excuse for a, if anything goes wrong with the show today. Instead of blaming the cat getting tangled in wires or technology... We'll blame the cold and flu. I don't think I have the swine flu. I'm sure it's more of a low-grade bacon flu. Well, a low-grade bacon <laughs> flu. If a little oink comes out every now and then, we'll know it's pro- progressing. <laughs> Speaking of technology, over to my left, I see my brand new professional podcast bundle with USB interface. Ooh, in a big yellow box. Yes, and the woman on the promotional picture is smiling and podcasting. So I expect that we will be smiling as we get our new mixer, microphone, headphones, and other jazz set up. So we should have that set up by our next show. So this should be the last show where we have to share a microphone, which is really convenient because I'm getting my germs all over it. So you'll be oinking as well soon. (laughs) So we're also going to move some things around a little bit and set up a more permanent little studio space. So... It'll be easier to sit down and get this stuff done. Yep. I see we're, we're already on our, um, uh, I believe it's our 15th show, and um, really starting to feel like we're getting the last bits and pieces together. And I do want to mention uh, a thank you to Grey Dancer, who um, I got to ask some podcasting questions. And it, it's great when you're on podcast number 15 mm-hmm. to be able to talk to somebody who's on show episode number 200 or something like Grey Dancer is. And... Um, it was just really nice of him to, to talk a little bit about with us what we needed to get and what we needed to get over the over the hump of um, sound quality. That, right. Uh, and he had some great ideas, so we decided to take it and run with it. So thank you, Great Dancer. You can find his podcast by heading over to bluecatservices.org and look under the links. Uh, we've done a little um, show rescheduling and shuffling around a little bit. Today was supposed to be a show about uh, finding your inner submissive, and that show will still be coming up. Uh, today, though, we're, we have um, C&L Publishing. We have Chris Phillips and Sir Wolf, uh, publisher and author, as, as well as some of their editorial staff was hanging around as well. And like 
many people that get involved in the alternative lifestyle, um, we too have had ideas about writing books and that kind of stuff, getting some published works out there. And I think that's common amongst lifestyle people because I think normally and often we're a very creative lot. We're a creative lot and we have a lot to share. So especially when it comes to personal experience and ideas, that's why we become presenters. So to actually get it out to more people would be a great thing. Yeah. So uh, on today's show we're going to talk with, um, as I said, we're going to talk with Chris Phillips and Sir Wolf and they're going to tell us how they respectively started a journey as an author and as a publisher of alternative lifestyle books. And a uh, funny thing is that the I just did in the mail received today. Someone asked us to put up a promo for a book that they've written. So at the end of the show today, you'll hear a promo for uh, a book. I believe it's The Guardian. Um, just something I just got mailed this morning. I glanced at it and I said, well, what great timing. We'll go ahead and uh, add that promo to the end of this podcast. So, And what we'll hear with Sir Wolf, he is a fiction writer. So it's a, another little spin on alternative lifestyle writing. It is indeed. Um, what else, my dear? So one last thing I wanted to mention is an upcoming episode of the podcast is going to be about exhibitionism. Mm. And that was a nice noise you just made there. That's because she knows what the episode's about. So to celebrate all of our new sound equipment, we are looking to interview someone who is, considers themselves an exhibitionist. And we want to talk about exhibitionism and what it does for you and how you do it, safety concerns, all that kind of jazz. And then, to prove you're an exhibitionist and to celebrate our new podcast equipment. I'm squirming in my seat. <laughs> you are. You are indeed. We're going to ask our exhibitionist to go ahead and have an orgasm on the podcast. So while we're in studio and... Uh, with this very phallic-looking microphone <laughs> in attendance uh, to go ahead and share the sounds of an exhibitionist having an orgasm on the podcast. We are hoping to have that episode uh, fairly soon. We are in the hunt for an exhibitionist. and um, That is willing to come to our studio and do this. This, sure. would be, this would be fantastic. So what better way of celebrating exhibitionism than by, well, I guess it could be in front of people, but this is still in front of people. This is good. And you have that level of anonymity. Exactly. Where this might be going out to uh, 10 people or 50, and they won't know who you are, but they'll get to know you regardless. <laughs> you have the cutest little laugh. Um, I just pictured what people might be doing with that sound of that orgasm. <laughs> I think I might need to edit, re-listen to it many times in the editing process. Exactly. So as we said, the search for that person is on. We're uh, still looking right now. If you would like to be on the show, if you would like to discuss exhibitionism, we'd love to have you on. You can head over to our website, bluecatservices.org, and there you'll just find a myriad way. A myriad way? Is that a word? I'm not sure if it is or not. You'll find a million ways to contact <laughs> us. And one of those reasons to contact us was to, you can let me know what word I really meant to use there. So here we are, still in St. Louis, still at the wonderful Beat Me in St. Louis. And uh, today, Dawn and I are surrounded by editors and authors and publishers of a variety of stripes. Specifically, we're going to talk to uh, Chris Phillips, 
who is the publisher. And what was, what was the name of the, the company you publish under? CNL Publishing. CNL Publishing. And one of the many authors that you're going to be working with uh, today, we're, we're going to be talking with Sir Wolf. My understanding is you've got five books out so far? Five books. Uh, the sixth one will be out shortly to Chris for editing. And it will be out shortly after that. I've been working my tail off on it. Very good. And, and you, Chris, you had just started to tell me a story about how you got started on this. All right. Um, I have a day job. And, but in one of the groups, uh, I had been reading Wolf's poetry throughout the time he'd been writing it. And so I invited him to a group meeting where he could present his poetry. And he said, oh, yeah, well, I've got a book. And I said, great, bring some books, and we'll sell them. And he goes, oh, can't do that. I don't have any of them in my hands. And so I said, oh, okay, well, let's work on it and see what was going on. Well, come to find out, he was with another publisher, and the publisher wasn't doing his work very well, and the publisher was not treating him very well. So I said, we can fix that. I began looking around, trying to find him alternative publishers. I couldn't find anything that would work. I said, I'll do it. And so I'm now starting a publishing company. And so took his works and went through them. They had never been critically edited. <laughs> they had never been critically proofed. And they'd never been professionally treated in any fashion. And I never told you I could spell. <laughs> you killed your spell checker, I know. It died of a heart attack. Um, we went and started publishing his books, got some of them out, um, and I do all the work by hand. And that's why we don't have a very hefty release schedule. Uh, I print them out. I, I mean, I edit them. Uh, I lay them out and uh, print them out and design the covers and put them all together, glue them all together. Uh, fortunately, in the process, we've collected several good friends who have contributed. Uh, Sassy is one of my editors, and uh, Tears has come in as one of uh, my writers. And we have uh, several friends in the lifestyle community, uh, the House of Paladine. Uh, one of the girls in the House of Paladine is an artist, and she has uh, done the first the cover for the new for the new version of the first book, which is the House of Paladine. And so. I took it in, began doing it for him as a friend to try and get him working, or try and get out there so that we could start seeing what it is. Well, it's become substantially more than that now, and um, that's where I'm at at this point. And, and that's going to lead me into a question. I have never published a book, but I understand how much work is behind it. And okay. I can understand the first one you're doing for a friend, but you're, you, you sound like you're going to keep doing it. I found that I like this. This is my calling. In fact, when I produced his first five books, I cried for two days. Uh, when I had my spelling wasn't that bad, Chris. <laughs> I had five pieces of hard, of hard printed copy sitting in my hand that I had put together, and I was responsible for making it happen. Because of that, uh, I said, "God, I love this." So I went ahead and. Uh, started working on seeing what I could do to make it happen. Um, I have to tell you the truth. Publishing is not a money-making venture. And uh, so far we haven't made any, so we'll keep trying. <laughs> so, Sir Wolf, yes. at some point you have 
you'd have a desire to write. Do you, have you always been a writer? Is this uh, always been yes, something I've, natural? Uh, I've written, um, I used to write love poems for kids in uh, high school <clears throat> when I was in junior high. And um, I got several girls on a, a lot of trouble before I ever got serious with anyone. <laughs> but it made me some spare money. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was with a, a submissive that was very, very special to me. And her name is Passion, Passionate Desire. Her real name was Deborah. Um, and one day she asked me, she said, well, can you write poetry? And I said, I can give it a whirl. So she told me later she expected me to write something like, roses are red and violets are green. I love you so much I may bust my spleen. <laughs> and I wrote a poem called Tears, which I'm still getting fan mail on, and this was back in 99. And she begged, oh God, Deborah, did she beg? And pleaded to put it out on the on the web, and I kept saying no, no, it's not good enough. It's not that good of work. I don't need the grief. No, I forbid it. I said no. She heard maybe, or maybe later. But finally, she says, "Would you mind if I showed share just a couple of my girlfriends? No one else will ever see it." And schmuck that I am, she got she suckered me. God love her. And she sent it to a couple of her girlfriends who had mailing lists of like 30,000 names. <laughs> Next morning, tears is all over the internet, and it, it went from there. So um, if you do a screen name on the or Google search, on the screen name of Sir Wolf R1, that um, you'll find a number of sites where my poetry is listed, including A True Rose, which is one of the oldest uh, porn-free BDSM sites on the web. And last I heard, I was still there, highest um, hit, hit, hit counter. Computer, computer literate, I am not. <laughs> you know, I'm computer dumber than a sack of rocks. So you, you write poetry, do you write other stuff as well at this point? I write point? poetry, I occasionally write advice columns. Um, I get submissive that come to me occasionally with uh, wanting advice about uh, relationships and whatever. I get some IMs that are pretty weird, to put it mildly. <laughs> And a couple that I really don't know who or what I'm talking to, but it's an interesting world. I wouldn't trade this life for any other. I have a house slave at home named Willow that I love very dearly. Um, I was uh, I lost passion a couple of years ago. She had an ongoing medical condition, and when I lost her, I I basically fell apart like a sugar cube in a jacuzzi. I was. I couldn't eat whole food for three days, but um, Willow pulled me through it, and um, now I'm uh, back to writing as, as much as I can, and I'm just about ready to get the sixth book out, and the seventh book I'm starting to percolate on, and that's making him nervous. <laughs> it's making <laughs> well, him it's nervous. only been a year and a half since you've been promising me yes, book yes. six. So, so how did you get from, though? With your with the first poem, it sounded like something you didn't feel like it was appropriate or ready to be shared, and obviously the idea of now if you're working with a publisher, mm -hmm. the assumption is you're going to have published well, works. When people start re uh, reading um, the poetry, and I, I started getting fan mail back, um, and then I started to have interaction with the fans. Um, there, for example, there was a uh, event, uh, Tulsa Dungeon Society a very old and very respected BDSM group in Tulsa uh, had held a, a um, meet and greet and uh, just demo and this woman walks up to me 
And she stopped, looks at me, says, Sir Wolf? I said, guilty as charged. Says, Sir Wolf R1. I said, yes, ma'am. Says, the poet. Yeah. Is there something wrong? And she drops to her knees in front of God and everybody and kissed my feet. And the only thing I can think of to say is, do you always start conversations with strange men like this? She says, you saved my life. I said, you're full of it. I've, I've never seen you before in my life. She had read a poem of mine called Master No More that had been sent to her by a friend of hers when she was about to go to this dom and move in and 24-7 and the whole nine yards. And someone said, you don't know enough about this guy. And you need to learn more. You need to move slower. And she, it made her put the brakes on the relationship. The bastard's name was Robinson. The 55-gallon drum dom. Oh. Dungeon, uh, uh, slave master. And if you'll remember, when they found all those submissives dead in those 55-gallon drums, there was one drum that was empty. Hmm. And apparently it was waiting for her. And, yeah, that kind of put a chill down my spine that Stephen King never could match. Hmm. As you can see, he's a storyteller. <laughs> because he's a storyteller, I felt it was worth getting the work out. Uh, unfortunately, he's a moody, hard-to-live-with storyteller. And so I have to threaten him with sticks and remind him of misery and other works <laughs> to tell him that the, he for only Christmas needs... last year, the man sends me a, a, audio ta a videotape of the, play, the show Misery, uh -huh. where the fanatical um, fan breaks the writer's legs and makes him rewrite the book. Uh -huh. I get the feeling you're trying to tell me something, Chris. Uh -huh. You only need fingers and hands to write books. <laughs> now, you said you did writing that doesn't involve porn. Right. Can uh, you explain, or erotica. Can okay. you explain that a little bit? Uh, none of the talent series involve erotica per se. Mm -hmm. uh, I have to tell you this, none of his writing involves erotica. Yeah. Okay. It's not that I have anything against erotica. I enjoy erotica. I, it's a wonderful thing. I just can't write it to save my life. Uh, I tried it one day and I read it back and I'm like, I couldn't delete it fast enough. It was crap and I'm being generous. But um, my books are sci-fi, action-adventure, DS, uh, BDSM, but they're, they're all porn-free. The worst you'll see is some minor uh, cursing, which you'll find worse in a high school um, auditorium. Right. Now, when you say B DS, BDSM, sci-fi, action-adventure, mm -hmm. are you talking about these are five different types of books you write? No, they're all the same. Or this is one book one, that includes as one series. Bondage and Discipline, sure. Sadomasochism, um, Master-Slave Relationships, Science Fiction, uh, and Romance. To save, to save a little bit of time, because he is the storyteller, he'll tell you the whole story. The books are based on a, a sci-fi adventure series of books dealing with a society on a planet away from Earth that is based entirely on BDSM. The, the whole society is hierarchical and kind of like a medieval society where the people are masters and slaves, there are households, and within the households there are other households with other doms and other subs, and the whole system involves this. Mm -hmm. They are romance novels, 
They are typical of any romance novel you read. Yes, it makes me sick, but they're great books. Uh, and a friend, a dear friend of ours, who just got a set of the books, uh, said that the books are a combination. Now I'll get it wrong. Sorry, JT. Um, it's a cop. It's a Hogan's Heroes, Star Trek, Deep Space Nine, and Deep Space Nine. Um, I'm not quite sure where the Hogan's Heroes came in at, but... Yeah, just read your humor, you'll find it. Well, you probably wouldn't, no. but everybody else sees it. And I see nothing, I know nothing. And uh, they cover what it is as an Earth Dom gets involved in the society and gets transported to this planet. Without his knowledge. Without, without, it's just, it's not kidnapping. It's just... He was given a choice, and he stepped through a door, and that was what happened. But uh, the main character is Wildcard, and uh, he is—he uh, comes in, and the story develops around his adventures, his process, the process of things that he runs into. Um, the one thing that Wolf can do and does do very well is—and you'll probably have seen that from the chapters I sent you—he is a cliffhanger expert. Uh, <laughs> almost every chapter will end in one. Every book does end on one, and uh, I've had death threats because of them. You've had death threats because of them, <laughs> which I'm kidding, I'm not. And uh, the other lady in Seattle is submissive. I swear she's going to do a CBT scene on me if I don't get six out. <laughs> <laughs> and we have piles of people who are just demanding that these books get out. Mm -hmm. I felt that that was his work is worth it, and so I felt I would get into it because of that, because of an association with Fat Life on the web and because of other connections that come up, I found that there are a whole lot of people who were in a similar boat. They can't get published right. because nobody's heard of them, nobody wants to listen to them, nobody wants to give them the time to do it. And so I guess I'm going to become a full-time publisher. Yeah, and, it, and it leads me to a good question because I know we're going to get this question a lot. I know a lot of people out there that want to be writers. Mm -hmm. Either they have already written some stuff and they don't know how to publish, or they have ideas and they don't know how to commit it to, to paper. Mm -hmm. um, it's, but there's a lot of great stories out there, a lot of great talent out there. So for, for either one of you, how do you get started? How do, how, what would you tell the person that says, oh, I, I want to, to create this, this written work, but how do we get started? Now, there's, there's several components to it. There actually are. One is you write from what you feel, what you experience. Your first efforts may not be worth anything, but your first efforts may be as sufficient for someone to see it, where it should go and to help you with it. Find somebody who is good at expressing themselves and is willing to. Take it to them. Say, I kind of like this. Let's do it. And so we talk about it, get it out, and go from there. Mm -hmm. And that's the way to start. You write. The only way to write is to write. Just keep doing it. You're going to find that many frustrated writers are not that bad. What they are Some is are damn good. not committed to finishing the project. I'll give an example. I, Look at what, uh, the first poem I did. I was certain it was garbage. I'm still getting fan mail on it. In 1999. Yeah. And... Uh, he, with any one of those situations, it's just a matter of practice makes perfect. You keep trying until it happens. And um, I'm 
I'm looking, okay? So they can go to my website and they can email me and we'll do that. Or they can go to Lord Kalick at FetLife and talk to me there and we'll work on it and see what we can do. Or they, Hi. they can contact I'm, me on Fet at Sir Wolf or AOL Sir Wolf R1. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to them. I am just what I am. I'm a publisher and I put it all together by hand. When I get sufficient finances or start making a profit on the deal, we'll go further than that. But at this point, that's what we're doing. And uh, so I don't guarantee a lot, but I'll get your books in print. And that's more than he had when he started. Well, that's why we're working on the business plan. That's right. We are working on a business plan, and we hope to have something going soon, uh, by the end of summer at the latest, to get something out and see if we can find some financing for it and see if we can go from there. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So. Give me your contact information one more time. Okay. Uh, the website is www.cnlpublishing.com. CNL Publishing is all one word. And uh, you can contact me at editor-in-chief dot, or editor.chief at cnlpublishing.com or at uh, Kalik Magic. And I see that's why I don't want to do it. Kalikmagic at yahoo.com. Uh, but Go through. Go to CNL Publishing. And they'll get to me. Great. And then Wolf is at Sir Wolfer One or so. Yeah, Sir Wolf R One at AOL.com. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Thank you both very much. Very much appreciate it. Very welcome. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for taking the time. Oh, our pleasure. Thank you. Sir. so far from everybody out there and we really appreciate it. We'd love to hear more. Feel free to head over to the website bluecatservices.org and leave us some comments, thoughts, future show ideas, anything else. So thanks for listening. Bye Dom. Bye Dan. Megan Fisher has been a bodyguard all of her professional life. She's confident, witty, beautiful, and she'll do anything to save someone from death. She caters to the wealthy, the powerful, and the social elite. She's their date. She's the party girl. She's the best friend. In other words, she's not what you think of when you think of a bodyguard. And she knows what she believes in. If you asked her today if she believed in the supernatural, she'd say no. If you asked her if she'd become embroiled in a strange murder, she'd say no. If you asked her if she believed that an old friend's discovery of a strange religious artifact would change her life and everything she knows about angels, magic, demons, and reality, she'd say no. But what if you told her that the price for not believing in these things is death? Guardians is the first podcast novel by Kimmy Alexander. Set to launch on May 22nd of 2009, the novel takes Reagan behind the curtain of what we know as reality, showing her that good and evil have been at war beneath our feet and above our heads all along. Join Reagan as she finds out they've always been with us.
Go to www.guardiansnovel.com to subscribe to the podcast now.